The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Cloaked in secrecy, they show up without warning. State their business, then vanish as quickly as they appear. Are you ready for the sex girls? Not that I believe in it, but mm-hmm. I can see that. But I, these guys are dumb freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. I'm firing. I fired it right now. I turned it on and we're going. <laughs> no, we're not. No time to waste in this world anymore. That's true. I did yoga this morning and it all went to shit <laughs> right afterwards. I, 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 I got off my ass at 6.15 this morning, Dave. 6.15. 6.15. Why? I went to do – I signed up for a class pass. Are you in trouble? No, I did a class pass oh. to go – and it sounds like an aggressive ad for class pass. Oh. No, I had a goddamn class pass, and I signed up for the class, and I forgot to cancel it in time. It's the same way when I get flights home from being on the road. I'm like, I'm going to leave at 5 in the morning on Sunday, and that way I'll get home and have a whole day. And then Saturday night, I'm like, what the fuck? What dipshit move was it to go uh, leave that early? Just sleep in. So I signed up for a yoga class at 7 a.m. today. Huh. 7 in the morning. How'd it go? I went to it. I was the only one in the class, uh-huh. and it was very weird. It was me. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was really just you? It was just me. Nobody else showed up, and it was me and a woman. She's like, well, I'll still do it. I'm like, I'm here. Just I the, walked you and here. the instructor. Yeah, just, and so she's just – and I, I get into it. Like I've only done it a few times, but they tell you how to do all the breathing, and it's very calming. And I could have used it after the bullshit I dealt with today instead of before. Although, who knows? Maybe I would be, be even more fucking pissed – if it was uh, the other way around, this is the Boogie Monster with Kyle and Dave. God damn it! What are you pissed about? All kinds of shit Let that the, that I forgot to turn the air on. Let me hear it. Hold on, you fill the air. Fill the fill it. Fill it, Dave. Uh, fill it. Uh, so what? what you worked in radio. What, what God do you, damn it! What do y'all want to talk about? You worked in radio, Dave. Oh, okay. It's like it was it Wayne's World Two uh, when Garth yeah. gets he's by himself for a second. Uh. Uh. So, so What's wrong, uh, buddy? Well, my, uh, uh, privilege complaints first. Uh-huh. Uh, the fucking... They fucked up my Jeep. My sweet whip. You do I'm have go- a sweet whip. I'm going out to Moab tomorrow uh-huh. with my friend and yours, Andrew Orvidal. Yeah. Because he, he just Brewster's millions his money. Yeah. He can't. You got him a nice truck. He can't. It's like they give him a paycheck that's on fire. And if he doesn't cash, <laughs> if he doesn't spend it immediately, like the zeros burn off of it. So he just, and I love it because I'm like, you should get this. And he's like, yeah. And then it just goes off. He kept asking me about like off-road shit. And he's like, well, this truck's real nice. I'm like, oh, yeah, get that nice truck. He asked me about a van. What, what are you, you going to do with a van? He's Andrew? putting feelers out. He's going camping a lot. He, he he uses the things he gets. Okay. I will I will sp- I will say that he's already been camping more than I've been uh-huh. in the six weeks he's had the truck. Hmm. And uh, so he's out adventuring. That's like asking a blind guy though about his sunglasses. Like, Is it? Mm-hmm. Asking me about a van. What? Well, how so? It's a different purpose. True. I'm okay. Not gonna, you know I'm what? That was a give thick... you any information on how to recreationally can... spice up your van? Which door can you hide behind to take a shit the best? <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not quite the same. I see what. Okay, I get what you meant. There. Anyway, but anyway, so minor minor fucking fancy pants bullshit on me, but also uh, just you know obviously everybody's sexual abuse thing like. 
I don't, you know what? Anybody, any dude who's like, I'm a male feminist or I'm woke or anything, I don't trust them at all. You give me a filthy comic who's kind of just an out, outright scumbag in just to anybody, I'm like, I probably trust that guy more. I think I trust the guy who's like, hey, how's it going? What's up, sugar tits? Fucking whatever. Hey, uh. that guy's probably somewhere as a decent soul, but somebody's like, no, I'm a male feminist and I stand up and black lives. And I'm like, that guy's probably a fucking psycho. Like the more you put it out there that you're decent, the more you're probably a piece of shit. I don't want to go into details of why I'm feeling this way. And I know I'm incorrect with some of it, but fucking this fucking day. God damn it. I'm drinking and it's two in the afternoon. Not a big surprise. Yeah. No, I know what you mean, though, about the uh, I mean, the woke guy, the feminist guy. <sighs> Show me, don't tell me. That's all. Yeah. Show me, don't tell me. Yeah. With your actions, mm-hmm. change the world. Mm-hmm. Every everybody just thumbing what a great dude. And then that's. <laughs> I was joking with Lisa Traeger on. She just wrote something on Twitter like the fucking dudes are scumbags, and the ones that keep and the ones that keep saying they're not scumbags probably are only sh- are are like uh, or keep asking whatever stuff that I'm like I never asked I never asked for anything like to be complimented, and she was just like I never said you were good, and I'm like ah funny like Lisa's hilarious <laughs> yeah but yeah it's watched her the other day on uh, Horse and Pete she's on Horse and Pete I believe I haven't seen that mm-hmm. I haven't seen the show but every, like and how many guys like okay. It, I will admit, like, yeah, sometimes it gets a bit much when you hear, like, fuck all men, or you read, like, fuck all white men and stuff. Like, all right, okay, okay, I get I get the frustration, but... I'm not hey, touching I, that one again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave learned his lesson. <laughs> but I understand a lot of people write this, like, listen, it's not an attack. Like, sometimes, that okay, that does feel like a, an attack. But other people, like guys that have to jump in and be like, but I'm not one of the bad ones, but I'm not one of the bad ones, like, just shut up. Nobody's saying you specifically are. People are just recounting that there's a lot of shitty things that dudes are doing out there. Just shut the fuck up and listen. Yeah. That's all you got to do. It's not – and it's, it is difficult to not take it personally when you see like, you know, like just fuck, fuck all straight dudes, fuck all white guy. Like, all right, listen, I, I get that I'm a part of the majority that is frowned upon mm-hmm. right now. But also I'm like, hey, okay, it's not – Everybody gets the vent frustrations. Yeah. I know I'm being lumped in in a, in a moment of frustration. I don't think anybody's out there uh, grabbing torches up against me. Mm-hmm. You know, if that happens, I might be like, oh, hey, hey, guys, hey. Well, this current, you know, the, the Me Too movement, the hashtag Me Too and all uh-huh. that. Um, this, uh, going back to the. Sorry, listeners, serious topic. The white men of terrorist thing touched a nerve a few weeks ago. Oh, but, yeah, uh, that was a this, The Me Too thing touches zero nerve because I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm secure and confident. Ask any woman who has ever known me if what their opinion on me is. Yeah. I mean, there's some ex-girlfriends out there that may think I'm a jerk. Yeah. You know, or I'm afraid to commit. But ask any woman that I'm a friend with or even a mild acquaintance with, and I'm yeah. What are you going to find on me? No, I know I'm a good dude. I'm, I'm not the best dude in the world, but I, I know how to treat women. I know how to act properly. So. That one never bothered me, and it's like, but it is disappointing and kind of heartbreaking that there is so much of that shit. Yeah, and that's what should be upsetting to everybody is 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 if you didn't know before, now you know. And any dude who's getting real to be like, now it's like, well, why why are you being so defensive? Why who's getting real defensive about it now? Yeah. Again, actions speak louder than words. And dudes making the joke. Oh, that's (laughs) me too. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Good one. And guy, I mean, yeah, guys have been abused too well, by stuff. But I'm talking about the guys that are just thinking. <laughs> oh, right. Now. I'm, you know, admittedly, I've I've dipped. I took Twitter off my phone. I know Joe Mandy made a big stink about leaving Twitter, but I thought what he said was right on uh-huh. uh, about it just being a horrible, uh, just a vile place. I took it off my phone. So happy. Took it off my phone. Yeah. So much happy. Oh, it's, if it's on my laptop, like, oh, it's on the desert. Like, oh, there, type of thing, walk away from it. I'm not carrying my laptop around with me everywhere I go. Yeah. This feels great. Well, anyway, good. fucking goddamn, how are you? I'm good, buddy. I want to know more about your first world problem here. I mean, you can talk it's about even, it. It's even more than a first world problem. You no, I bought a Jeep and placed it a shitty job on it, and I'm a guy who doesn't – I'm not mechanically inclined, mm-hmm. and I would love to be able to do this stuff on my own if I had a garage and had tools. And you know, if I even had that, I would try and I would fuck it up, but at least I tried it on my own, mm-hmm. and then I'd take it to somebody to fix what I made a mistake with. But they just fucked up a lot of stuff on it, and, I, and I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, well, god damn it. Well, and as your buddy – from my point of view. Yeah, I uh, know. You let me bitch about stuff. <laughs> that no, is... but I, I get it because, all right, you're very successful, but you're not materialistic at all. It seems, from my point of view, that's your mm-hmm. one little you know, uh, luxury is you, you, you enjoy yeah. the Jeep. You enjoy uh, beefing it up and putting all the cool accessories on it. Yeah, you know, I want to do dope so, shit with so it. That's the one thing that it seems that you kind of funnel your, your fun money into. And, uh, yeah, I get uh-huh. it. If, if they screwed it up, you paid a lot of money to have something done and – yeah. They did a real shit job. There's, there's nothing wrong with get, getting upset about that. There was an old uh, – when I used to get pissed about stuff, an old roommate who passed away last year. Ever oh, talk yeah. about, did I talk about Luz? You did, yeah. Old, old light, Spanish light. <laughs> old crazy light. But whenever I'd bitch about something, maybe like it, it, the perspective – and it's been done by other people. It's like, it's like the kid, the, the kid of, with millionaire parents, who they got him the wrong color BMW for his 16th birthday – his rage is the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't think that's right. He's like, no, they don't know. If they don't know. It's all relative. <clears throat> that's the thing. I know. I never had money. So if I do spend it on something, I want – if I fucked it up or if I gambled it, then that's on me. But if I'm still spending my money and something's done wrong, <laughs> I'm going to be a pain in the ass about it. Yeah. I don't care what – I mean, I'm a cheap ass still through and through. I'm a real tight ass with stuff. And if it's something's fucked up, you're going to hear about it. Mm-hmm. So, well, especially something like that. It's or one feeling thing like to, you're uh, taking advantage of. It's one thing for you know to hold up the line and talk to the manager over a five dollar burrito, but you know if you're dropping some serious coin on you know a vehicle or accessories on that, yeah, you, there's nothing wrong with demanding that it be done properly. Well, and also like if I'm it's not I'm not just fucking mall crawling with the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drive it around for a week tomorrow. Mm-hmm. In the desert, and I, it, now it's like, well, now what else is wrong with it? I'm bitching about that. Nobody wants to hear yeah, this. Nobody okay. wants to hear this, Dave. It's a badass Jeep, though, buddy. It's looking good. I'm try- I don't want it to look like too macho bullshit. Like no, I just want it to be I don't cool. Think it does. Like people get those angry eyes on there. Like oh. that looks so dumb. Yeah. It looks so dumb. It's like. Just show me your boner. Like clearly, that's what you want to do. Like those, like the jeeps where it looks like it has angry eyes on it, and it's all yeah. like that looks like a sexual offense. <laughs> like that looks like if a car could be a sexual predator, that's what those jeeps look like. That's true. <laughs> that's what you do when you drive that jeep. You look like you're probably a rapist. Oh man. Um, but what? Why were we, you right before I started? What we were talking about? How people think Melania Trump's a body double. I just saw this today. It just uh, – and well, that's the thing too now. 
with the fake news stuff mm-hmm. and the fake bullshit websites, the the fake news reporting websites. Everybody's got a conspiracy. Yeah, and you don't know what's. Thanks for trusting us, the foremost leaders in reporting conspiracy theories. But the boogie monster. Um. You remember a couple weeks ago when Trump was talking in front of a camera and he said something about Melania was standing yeah. right next to him and he said, Melania sure wishes she could be here today. And everybody's like, uh, she's she's two feet to your left. What are you, what are you talking about? I don't remember uh, that because outside of uh, getting rid of Twitter, I also deleted all the news apps Yeah, off well, my that's phone. smart. I'm but, like, we're all going to die soon, so I'm just going to go out partying. But yeah, that happened a couple of weeks ago and it was very odd. People were like – she was literally standing – Next to it, yeah. as she often does, and he made a statement something to the effect of, "You know, oh, Melania really wishes she could be here today." And the whole crowd was like, uh, "But uh, do what?" But how much of that goes that he's just a fucking he's a fucking retard, and that's not a word you're supposed to use. <laughs> but I'm going to use the word right now, him, like 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 to. I'm not like saying like boy like no, he's a fucking retard, and like also how much does he objectify women to the point like? It's not like I'm sure he has never confided in her about anything where it's like, oh, yes, and I should say that's it's a fucking cufflink that he forgot he put on. Yeah. Like she's an object. Of course, it's easy for him to forget she's there when she is purely just of eye candy, arm candy trophy piece. Yeah. So that's what I think it is. What must their relationship be like? Nothing. He's rich. She fucked him. And that's it. And she's not going to – she's – I mean what must that be like to be in a marriage nobody that is loves, that hollow? Nobody loves that man. Yeah. He's an ugly, boorish, rich man. And if that's how you can find security in this world and you're, if you've resigned yourself to that's who you are, that, well, I'm going to not worry about money. Like – then all right, then that's your life. That's yep. what it is. It's, he he's bought all his wives. His his kids, his sons are in the same model as he is, just fucking goblins walking the earth. <laughs> and I don't. I mean, and obviously, you know what? I, and I don't think we still have any stragglers that have glommed onto this conspiracy podcast, but been like, well, hold on a second. About I, I think we've probably shaken off any kind of alt right. I mean, we dipped into that Pizzagate shit to just try and explore it. Yeah. And people were like, how dare you? It's like, well, we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But but by no means are we in any, like, I think all politicians are diabolical. Like, oh, yeah. I, think, I think there's always, at the best, at the very best, a politician is a megalomaniac. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Is someone going like, I know what's best. I'm going to act on behalf of strangers for what's best for a group of people that's already fucking insane yeah and that's the best case you can hope for yeah worst case is what we have mm-hmm. um well anyway, anyway boy i'm yammering a lot this conspiracy mm-hmm. yeah that just popped up i believe today or yesterday uh melania trump okay like i said a couple weeks ago you said you didn't see it but he's making some whatever statement in front of a camera Melania's standing right next to him, as she often does. He goes, oh, Melania really uh, wishes she could be here today. And everybody's like, uh, she's right there, dumbass. So most people chalked it up to exactly what you said. Oh, he's so up his own ass, that he, and she's such an object to him that he didn't even notice. Uh, well, yeah. apparently he did it again recently. And now uh, I'm looking at papermag.com. They have an article. I don't know if this is a legit website or not. 
I know Paper Magazine. It's uh, Where in the World is Melania Trump? And there's a conspiracy theory now, and there's a photograph of her recently. The uh, I think no Paper Magazine, big deal. Yeah. Where she's wearing a trench coat and and big dark sunglasses. And who's the guy that kind of um, or this lady Andrea Wagner? Andrea Wagner Barton gets the credit for the solid tinfoil hat detective work on this one, according to uh, PaperMag.com. She's suggesting that this picture of Melania, uh, I guess taken just a couple of days ago, where she's wearing uh, big dark sunglasses, her hair looks very different, and um, she thinks that um, her nose and mouth looks different. She's suggesting that Mm -hmm. this is a a body double or some uh, some sort of double that... That that's not the real Melania Trump, and they do a comparison. They 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 zero in on her face and, and her nose and her mouth and her lips and like uh, I mean I can't tell. But I would say okay to this, like maybe she hasn't had her Botox kept up. You know, I yeah, mean, and I'm not saying that as a joke. Like maybe like yeah. you get that much work done and you don't do the maintenance on it, shit starts falling out on you. That's true. Um, and what's the what's maybe the motive for she? Yeah, her husband, who was just a regular psychopath, now also leads the free world as plunging us into potential nuclear war, civil war. List your grievances. How do you, I mean? She's only been treated like an object. For the entire time, and now she's being like, I, I, I think, like, what's the point? I think she just doesn't care. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go out looking like shit. Fuck this guy. <laughs> I think maybe that's it. Yeah, that could be. <clears throat> or yeah, she does look a little bit. I think that's it. I think she just now. How many public appearances does she have to make? And like, you, all the things where like he walks down in front of her on the stairs, doesn't get the door for. He's just a, he's just a piece of shit yeah. to women. Uh, a big ooh, big surprise uh, or big uh, news break. But maybe she's just like, you know what? Fuck this fucking guy. She's probably asked for a divorce how many times? Divorce the fucking president. Do it. She, he's probably threatened her. I'm coming up with all kinds of shit because I'm just fed up with everything. That would be great if you know. No president, to my knowledge, has been divorced in <laughs> office. I wonder if the, yeah she was on top like, on top of being a president like like being like I don't think this is working out like you fucking what getting pissed about that I think yeah I think she's just over it I think she just doesn't give a shit she at no point I would guarantee that Donald Trump was ever like I'm thinking about becoming president I think it's a relationship where he just opens his mouth and does stuff and yeah. here's money and look after our fucking kid. It's insane. Did you hear? Uh, That's why she didn't even want to live in the White House. She just wanted to stay in New York. Was it the New York Post? Uh, did you hear the thing? What What Trump said about Pence and homosexuals? What now? I think that was yesterday. In some recent interview, I tuned both, out. I tuned out, man. They're both sitting there, Pence and Trump together. Yeah. And I believe it's the New York Post or Wall Street Journal. Somebody, Washington Post, maybe. I don't know. Some big newspaper, mm-hmm. and they uh, they're, they're interviewing both of them, and somehow the the topic of uh, LGBT rights pops up, mm-hmm. and apparently Trump laughed and pointed to Pence and said, "Don't ask mm-hmm. him; he wants to hang all of them." Really? Ha ha! Don't ask him. Really? He wants to hang all of them. Jesus, dude! First of all, beyond the the moral and ethical. 
White House denies Trump joked about Pence being anti-gay. Let's see. How could you say something like how are you that surely? I mean, you would like to think that he didn't say that. They're saying that it's in private. But still. Oh, wait. How could Hold. you be that with in today's climate, even if he did feel that way, which they probably do. They don't seem to be any huge friends of the LGBT community. Why would you verbalize something that ridiculous and awful? Now, well, okay, hold, okay, something's happening here. Today's date. This is okay. Now that we're just on the tip of conspiracies, today, as we record, is Tuesday, October seventeenth. Why am I opening a New Yorker article? I think that's what it was, the New Yorker. But why? This article is listed as being from October 23rd of this year. So why is there an article from the future? Well, it might be that. New Yorker is a magazine, correct? Not a a newspaper? Yeah. Magazines always, you know, bump the date up a week or two. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, it's going to appear. All right. Like if you were to go grab the brand new issue of Sports Illustrated. Oh, an earlier version of this misstated the date in October 2017. Oh, no, that was in the article. I don't know, man. I'm just looking at it all now. Um, Well, yeah, he thinks you can go to the gay camps. Like you can pray the gay away. That was Pence's thing. Yeah. Really? He thinks you can pray the gay away? Yeah. Jesus. Why can't you pray the gay to kind of come a here, moron in 2017 thinks that that's a choice. Our second in charge. Yeah, yeah. Gay people choose to our second in charge. Be ridiculed and persecuted their whole life. I would get to the point. You know what? I bet. Um. Well, that now now this is a question. Uh, all right, the idea that uh, gender and sexuality is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, we talked about that. Yeah, do you do you agree with that, Dave? Well, I was, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about. I had a, a long conversation with a buddy, and, and my example was like, oh, if a guy gets drunk and kisses a dude at a bar, he's gay. Yeah, yeah. You know, he may not be a practicing gay, but he's gay, and that's fine. But that means he's gay. And she was like, not necessarily. She was explaining to me the concept uh, yeah. of being a spectrum, and that makes sense to me now. And and that's where I came through, like on the gender thing too. That <clears throat> all right. All your inside, like, this is, okay, please understand that I'm a dipshit and I'm just trying to make sense of the world with the language I have at my disposal. Yeah. But, like, when you see, like, when you can fucking take a car and you can put whatever body you want on the car, but you know what the insides of the car are. Mm -hmm. You know? You ever see like a kit car where somebody's got a Fiero, but like, nah, look, it's a Lamborghini Countach. You're like, no, nah, man, it's a fucking Fiero. Got that shitty Fiero. And then, but that's, but that, I'm not saying that in a way that transgender, like one thing is worse than the other. Yeah. But the insides of what it is, you know, so I'm coming around to the fact that you're born with, you know, more often than not, you're born if you got a dick and you're, you're a guy, you're like, well, that's my dick. But why can't that's what I say every morning? That's my dick. Oh, there it is. That's my dick. That's uh-huh. like that's when fucking Pornhub finally starts doing hey, sitcoms. 
Let's just write the first sitcom for Pornhub. I swear to fucking Christ, if anybody does this in the next week, well, I'm copywriting it right now, and I don't care if this comes out next week. It's Tuesday, October 17th, 2 p.m. PST. Fucking I'm writing sitcoms for Pornhub. That, that's, honestly, that's what people are. You want to talk about going viral? Yeah. You write a good quality script. That's comedy. Funny. Not these bad, the bad parodies. I know they try yeah, and go candy. Not a shitty parody. A good uh, sitcom that just happens to include porn. It's called That's My Dick. That's My Dick. Hold up. Where's my dick? Maybe it's called Where's My Dick. Either way, we'll figure it out. Dude, where's my dick? It's a guy who wakes up, his dick's missing all the time, and it's a vibrator that has its own mind, and it goes off in the world, and it's just kind of like, oh, man, walking down the street. I'm like, oh, my, I'm sorry. That's, it's like a dog, but like it's lost, and then mm-hmm. ladies, fuck it. <laughs> anyway, uh, spectrum sexuality. Yeah, so you are, you know, you're born, and you have these parts, and I think through the conditioning that you're raised, like... I guess it's kind of weird when you're going to raise your kid non-gender. You know, that's – again, I don't have kids. It's not my world. I'm even planning on entering, trying to be a father. <clears throat> but I would think it's okay to be like – just encourage whatever their interests are. Don't – I don't know if you're denying them interests or you're just giving them gender-neutral toys. I don't. I didn't have gender-neutral toys. My sister's the one who always played with G.I. Joes and liked them the most. Hated dolls like G.I. Joe's. And yeah, and yeah, she's gay as fuck. And, uh, <laughs> but also, you know, was good at sports. And But G.I. Joe's, they're still dolls. It's just what you want to do with the dolls. Yeah. You can be into Barbies and still have the Barbies fight each other all the time. Mm-hmm. It's dolls. There was a, about a three-month period when I was about nine years old that I thought I was gay. Yeah. Based when you were so- nine? Yeah. Based solely on my affinity for Care Bears. Yeah. I couldn't get enough Care Bears, and I thought, like, after you know, after second thought, I was like, "Well, oh, does that mean? Does that mean I'm gay?" And I, well, I could see that, like, being a an, a parent, like a progressive parent, being like, "Get into Care Bears Loved all you want." Doesn't mean anything about nine. I don't think when you're nine, you're anything. Well, I would sneak off and play with them, like at Walmart. Oh, like I like break off from my mom, and I go like look at them in secret. And, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And I, see, I could see being like nowadays, being like, yeah, fuck, play with Care Bears. I don't give a shit. Play with any. All those pastel colors, yeah. cute little bears. Sports are neutral. Music's neutral. I mean, I don't like, we played with guns and like toy guns and shit. And like, but it was more, I just like the make believe part. I like making forts and hiding out and just playing in the woods. It wasn't so much the violence part of it. I think it was just like a, whether it was playing war, cowboys, and Indians, like, <clears throat> oh, it was just uh, having an opponent, somebody you'd hide from, or yeah. somebody you'd like try and spy on. Yeah. That was just fun shit. Absolutely. But I would do that today. We'd yeah. Have a group of people go play hide and seek. Brendan Walsh and I did that when we were both working in uh, Lake Tahoe. It was like years ago, and we both realized we were working there separately. Of people, we're like, and we just got drunk in Lake Tahoe, and we decided, like, let's fucking follow one guy. <laughs> And we just for like for like hours we just drank in the casino, but would continuously like like hide behind a pillar and just f- make sure we followed one guy the whole night. Like, what's this guy up to? And we're just always oh, playing blackjack. Now let's go watch him play black. Just out of sheer boredom, and we didn't want to freak him out. We weren't yeah. trying to fuck with him. It yeah. was just us seeing how long could we keep dibs. On one dude while sneaking around. It was like two casinos. There's an underground tunnel between them. And we're like, oh, we lost the guy. Where's the guy? And we'd like run around looking for the guy. And then we find him like, oh, we found the guy. Just just being silly. That's great. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, if, there, if you're that guy and you're listening, long shot, we, there's no harm. It's just a couple of bored drunkards uh, being a couple fuck faces. Uh, the 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 um, how did the, how did we get away from? Oh, just raising your kids to be a like now I I could almost see in an open mindedness in a true like willingness to be open minded where like what if the idea of sexuality this doesn't I guess not so much with gender. But sexuality, we're like, where it almost becomes like a food thing, where you're like, like, oh, I only like I like Taco Bell and I like Mountain Dew and that's it. Anything else tastes weird to me. Okay, uh, what if, you, yeah, well, what if you finally start exploring outside of that and like, oh, that's all right. Oh, what do I think? I mean, it's a very Midwest thing. It was like sushi. I remember my mom yelling at me because like we went to some Japanese steakhouse. Like, oh, they got sushi here. You're not getting sushi. I'm not spending money for you eating uncooked fish. You're getting a steak that the guy cooks in front of you. Like, the concept of just trying having something else. My mom's the same way. Okay, and it's a very old school mentality. And guacamole looks like puke. Yeah, and it seems very silly when it's about food. Now, to maybe somebody like us, a couple forty year old dudes. In another 40 years, it's going to be, seem very silly to look at sexuality in that way. Like, what's the fucking hang-up, man? Maybe it's because we're still surrounded by these societal norms and this and that. And, you know, I'm sure that now there are more sexual tourists out there hmm. or experimenting, as it's called. Now, it's beyond – I mean, and that's not to take away from anybody who's like, no, I'm gay. This is my thing. Yeah. This is what I'm into, and I don't need to stray from it. But I think maybe nowadays there's much more like uh, more sexual tourism, and well, that not in the way that people go to Thailand and fuck little kids. <laughs> I, I meant I in the fluidity sense, but in the gender sense, that now that makes me because of that that makes me understand the idea of allowing yourself to mentally realize that like I think I'm I think I'm something else. Hmm. Like it, it, like I know I have these parts, but I don't. It just doesn't. Like it just. Imagine your whole life it not feeling right. It not feeling like you're still sexual, hmm. but you're not with not with the correct parts you want to be sexual with. Interesting. And the whole time from like, and then when I, I read Laura Jane Gray's autobiography, some other people have engaged in dialogue with me because of what I said on the other podcast. If maybe that because. You felt that way. For, like you felt that way for your whole life. For, from a little kid, you felt that way. Why would you deny the idea that you felt one way your whole life? Why would you deny that? And now we're entering an era of medical science where you can achieve that happiness that you want. Hmm. So that's interesting. The concept of so, the sexual tourist uh, that so bodes the question. Dumb old idiot trying to make sense of it over here. Do the legit card carrying gay folks? Do they? Do they frown upon these sexual tourists in the sense of, hey, man, stop poaching the herd. Either you're in or well, you're out. Yeah, well, that, but then in that sense, is that also the same closed-mindedness that straight people have mm-hmm. towards anything else? Yeah. Like maybe, maybe – we're at a point now where there's going to be – like, well, not that's saying that there wasn't gay people before, but – and as open as it is, there's like old school gay people that are like, that's not what gay is. Like, well, how can you say? Yeah. Like, there's going to be, it's going to be old school straight people and gay people 
sitting at a bar going, I don't get these fucking kids. Like, they're sort of gay, but then they're just not gay. But maybe they'll be a little bit gay on, like, Tuesdays and Thursdays. That doesn't make any sense. And if that's gonna maybe that's going to unify old gays and straight people going, I don't understand these goddamn kids. Mm-hmm. How can you just be kind of gay? It'll be beautiful. The older generation. I think I figured it all out. Probably. Anyway, yeah, fucking Trump and Pence. Don't fucking kill Trump. Kill Pence. Send a message to Trump. He'll quit, and we're fucking over it. <laughs> uh, one more Trump uh, tidbit of news. Um, I know the answer to this question, but do you know who Greg Popovich is? Oh, uh, I'm getting confused with the Cernovich guy. Who's Greg Popovich? Don't look him up. Just, I always like the uh, the concept of like <laughs> what. What do you you know? What do my buddies know? What do they know and don't know? Well, I, I coined it the other day. Like, uh, oh, I can't think about it. But the concept of like, how much do you know about the shit you know nothing about? You know, uh, you know uh, nothing about sports, and that's fine. You know very little. About yeah, yeah, sports. yeah. I sure do. I sure don't. Greg Popovich is the coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, there's no way I'd know that. Do you know what sport that is? Basketball. Oh, good. See, that's yeah. good. That's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to gauge how much you know. That's a good sports name, by the way. Mm-hmm. San Antonio Spurs. 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 Anyway, uh, Popovich, um, he's got a reputation, always has, of being just real curmudgeonly and just yeah. real just direct. Oh, I did read something about Like in yeah. post-game interviews, oh, he does not suffer fools. If you ask, if a reporter asks a dumb question, he will just make that reporter feel like the biggest idiot. Like, And sometimes uh-huh. it's like, dude, lighten up. But then other times it's like, yeah, I like that guy. Um, I mean, he just speaks his mind. He's so blunt and direct. Anyway, the other day, somebody asked him about Trump or something. He called him a soulless coward. Yeah. For uh, apparently, Trump was blaming Obama about something about well, Obama wasn't. You don't doing. even need to explain why yeah. someone would call Trump <laughs> any any list of anything. It had to do with Obama, what he may or may not have done uh, in terms of like uh, reaching out to fallen soldiers' families or something like that. <clears throat> oh, because Trump he didn't. was talking shit about that and. Uh, Man, Popovich, he called him a soulless coward, talked about he was uh, uh, mentally unfit to hold the office. That seems – that doesn't even seem like reactionary extreme. That seems correct. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Here we go. That's what I did. I did read that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been amazed and disappointed by so much of what this president has said and his approach to running this country, which seems to be one of just a never-ending divisiveness. Uh, but his comments today about those who have lost loved ones in times of war and lives of previous Obama. Mumble. I almost don't have People a, love it when they're yeah, listening to mumble. somebody mumble uh, yeah. over the. Uh, this man in the Oval Office is, is a soulless <laughs> coward who thinks that he can only become large by belittling others. This has been, of course, uh, this has, of course, been a common practice of his, but uh, to do so in this manner is a lie. Anyway, yeah, there's more. I, like, he ripped him pretty good. And I way would, to go, Popovich. <clears throat> I would like to know if there's anybody – it's so easy to get caught up in the rhetoric and the finger pointing and there's – you know, I have zero doubt that Trump's a – he's, he's got a bad soul. Yeah. Like there's politicians that you don't agree with their policies but then you can still kind of – if you really wanted to, you could put yourself in your, in your opponent's shoes and just – Again, high school debate class. Forget about your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Now you're the one percent. Mm-hmm. Now you've worked. You're multimillionaire. Now look at this policy from that standpoint. Yeah. And high school debate. Argue for that. Is there anything? Like, is there anything that you can look at Trump? Is there any positive you can look and be like? <clears throat> well, I was reading about that. Like they're talking about how. Uh, 
W, how George Bush <clears throat> Jr. like still took the time to visit with all the families of anybody that <clears throat> was wounded, uh, you know, killed or wounded in the war, which he should because that, you know, it's a fucking joke war that we're still in. <clears throat> but I wonder if there's any, like, to stand back, like, all right. Take a deep breath and look at all like the policies, the deep shit. Is there anything you can point to Trump and go like, well, there's not to not to excuse anything else, but just I'm just wondering if there's something me being not. I mean, this isn't fucking Chapo Trap House. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but is, I wonder if there's anything where you're like, well, that was good. That was a good other than sticking to the promises that were bullshit. Like, well, he did start building the wall that he'd be like, no, no, that's garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just curious. I don't know if there's anything like something that you don't hear because if you do just look at the news that you choose to look at, not the liberal media, but if you want to look at CNN, fucking no, that's not real. CNN is Fox for the left. That's not a, that's not a secret. Everybody knows that. Well, he's so far removed from the ideology of his fan base, of his base. Oh, yeah. He, he's... He was born into money. His dad was a millionaire. He, I, I like how you said worked a day in his you life. You said fan base, yeah. and that explains why he's the president. Yep. It wasn't people that looked at issues and thought like this is going to be a good leader. It was a fan base. He won the presidency the way people win American Idol. Yeah, and this guy's outlandish. We love, him. and that's what's always Ooh. befuddled me about it because like, all right. Most Republicans kind of fall under a, a, a semi-broad umbrella of the way they think and their ideology. And you know, I, I would get it if even he was like a mm-hmm. Texas oil tycoon who you know had a Southern draw and wore a cowboy hat and cowboy boots, some J.R. Ewing type. And then all the the Republicans yeah. that you know the the Southern Republicans and just uh, yeah, this is kind of a blue collar type guy, and he represents he's a billionaire from new york yeah which there's nothing wrong with billionaires from new york but that is the furthest demographic away from the average guy who voted for him he spit a good game he spit a good game even my parents my parents to this day they talk about yuppies and yankees those are the two demographics that they 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 look down oh really yankees still yankees Yankees? yeah yeah oh this yankee these new york yankees and these guys and and i got a whole bit about it i won't do but they they constantly because it's also the one group that they could still get away with yeah that's the only group you can still talk shit about but they don't like same way people talk about white trash or something like oh nobody's sticking up for that yeah and they don't like yuppies and a yuppie's just anybody who's driving a twenty thousand dollar car. My parents were always like against yuppies, mm-hmm. and I remember my mom being like, and I remember being a kid supporting it. Where like we're at the bar, like my one like lunatic cousin, like my mom's favorite cousin. Who I look back, is like, oh, he's a crazy guy. He was fun. Mm-hmm. Or like my mom's other cousins has like some nice house in North Shore, and and. <clears throat> He's talking to some doctor, and he's sitting there after smoking a joint in the driveway. He's like, I could probably do what you do. Like, barring any complications, if I watched what you did four or five times as a surgeon, I could probably do that. If I just watch oh, it, I'm a visual guy. And I remember being like, like, be like, 
yeah, all you got to do is observe. Why is a doctor so hard? I'm like, hold on a second. Barring any complications. If you're having surgery, that's a complication. Like, I look back, I'm like, that was a... And it's it's this assuming somebody thinks they're better than you already mm-hmm. because you have an esteem issue. Of your insecurity. You have yeah, you have an insecurity issue, so you're gonna assume somebody else but and I, I don't remember the interaction that happened, but I remember being like, Yeah, fuck that doctor. Like, wait a minute, no, no. <laughs> Maybe it was just and I I still I would still rather have wild eyed lunatics at a party than a bunch of stuffy fucking surgeons, but I mean, it would, it would be a fun conversation to eavesdrop on. But yeah, yuppies are always like. Ten years ago, my mom called me a yuppie. Really? Because I bought my then girlfriend a used Honda Accord. Uh, ah, you just turning uh, into a yuppie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Because I, I want my girlfriend to, to drive a dependable car. Yeah, well, and that, what nobody realized now, the, the yuppies are the. Uber hipsters, like mm-hmm. you don't have no, you don't have a BMW, but you do have oh, a vintage record player and a wall of mm-hmm. rare vinyl. Like oh, I'm a foodie. No, you're a yuppie. You're a yuppie. Like you can just like that. They, they exist now. Yeah. And also looking back outside of the materialism, did we talk about that before? I read about the thing about how like the yuppies in the '80s were materialism. And now, and I'm guilty of this myself. It's not materialism now. It's ex, it's experience. Yeah, yeah. We did touch on that. that yeah. makes sense uh, though. And at least but, the experiences could enrich the exactly. individual. Exactly. I think more. that's better. I think it's better. Yeah. You know, to to seek experiences rather than just to collect possessions. Well, then maybe that speaks more to straight dudes going out and sucking some dicks. Go. go out and suck some dicks, man. Like if you want to really <laughs> fuck your fuck your tough mutter. <laughs> fuck your oh, you did a triathlon. Suck two dicks in a night. That's so much more impressive than your twenty six point two sickers going like, man, I sucked a dick last night. I'll talk about that all night. I want to hear about it. what was it like. What did it feel like? Did what, did it taste weird? What that's that's something that'd be new. Like oh, I ran a marathon. Big fucking deal. Way to go. Who's got that joke? Somebody's got a joke about, I know I'm not gay because I sucked a dick and I didn't like it. <laughs> I feel like I've heard it. I feel like I just wrote a new bit right there. Sorry to anybody who comes see me live and to hear me talk about that, but I think that's got, that's got some roots, yeah, man. That's got some roots as a bit. I'm worried about this fucking recorder. It keeps, it's like blinking occasionally. Oh, yeah? It says it's recording. If it doesn't, because we got some gold on this oh, one. Oh, this is a good one. We didn't even get to any uh, scary shit. This was going to be the October f- it's fucking. It's going to be. Let's, yeah, we got it locked and loated. My friend, Don't worry na- about the time. my friend named Chicken texted me. Your friend named Chicken? Yeah. Who's a fan? Uh, chicken, like not. A children's novel. Chicken, not only. Uh, chicken from the band Dead to Me. Uh, great band. Oh, yeah? Dead to Me. And was he in One Man Army also? Well, I think he isn't dead to me in other bands. And I met him through another friend, and I was just it was one of those things like he was at a show. I'm like, oh man, you're fucking chicken from Dead to Me. Great band. But text just today, he's it's just, hey bud, it's chicken. I listen to Boogie Mounts podcast every week. So fucking shout out to Chicken. And he figured I want to see this. He's also he encourages all appearances of Chicago Mothman. Sorry, Chicken. I don't know. Chicago Mothman, he's on a busy schedule right now. He's clearly yeah. haunting the Great Lakes.
But he said, uh, new Bigfoot sighting. Did you see this? No. No. <clears throat> Brand new Bigfoot sighting. Where? Dave, you're not up on this? I, I guess I slacked. Yeah, well, I, I got to get the Apple News site. I'm not like, going to do that because I don't want any more news, but there's new uh, Bigfoot caught, sighting. They caught me slipping. Chicken says there's new Bigfoot. He says there's no Bigfoot? There's new Bigfoot. Nick, new Bigfoot, right on. Right. And it's on Apple News, so I guess we could look that up. Well, let's get into some scary shit. Fuck, it's been time. 45 minutes. Yeah, come on. That's fine. But you know I, you know what? what? If people tuned out, tough, whatever. Yeah. But I like the conversation we had. I do, too. I'm sorry that I was upset about trite, yuppie things. I, li- I like seeing you with a fire under your ass. But I should... Why am... I had more fire under my ass because they fucked up my fenders than I did about the uh, epidemic of sexual harassment. I mean, I'm mad about that, too, but I just picked the Jeep up today and they fucked it up. Well, if we're being honest, one affects you directly and immediately and the other doesn't. True. It's not that that, that one's not important, but we're, we're all guilty. How of- am I going to fight all this sexual harassment if I don't have my fucking Jeep all tuned up to go and trounce, trounce these goons? Absolutely. Speaking of trouncing goons, I got some backlash from a tweet I made last week. What'd you do? Just, uh, all right, I know, yes, I'm a, I'm a semi-normal, semi-competent, responsible adult, and I know, <laughs> I know violence is, quote, never the answer, oh, but my say- point is, fellas who go around, yeah, and fellas. I've, I've got some, yeah. trust going, me, i got uh, some people on my, on my, on my list. It. But because I got some oh, yeah. friends, some close friends, who've experienced some of this shit. Yeah. Fellas, beyond the moral duty, if you don't care about morality or ethics or common decency, I'm just saying, just remember that some of these women that you're harassing, they might have a brother or an mm-hmm. uncle or a dad or a platonic friend or even a boyfriend or even a husband that... Uh, has has time to kill and nothing to lose and and, and and weapons and baseball bats and ski masks. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying I'm going to go out and do that. But I'm saying I wouldn't be upset if somebody did. If somebody did wait in a in, in a parking lot for this horrible uh, sexual uh, harasser and even worse abuser yeah. or assaulter to come home. And who's who's it going to hurt if a guy dressed in black with a ski mask pops out with a Little league uh, baseball bat and, and breaks his fucking knee. The guy whose knees you broke. It would hurt him. Boo fucking It, w- it would hurt Maybe him. Maybe should have thought of that before. My point is, these fucking dipshits do that shit because they think they're not. They, because they think they're going to get away from it. <laughs> okay. They think uh, there's no repercussion. I'm reading. I'm reading the feedback you got on it. Somebody thinks you can't fight wrong with wrong, buddy. You don't understand street justice. That's my response to that. And I'm not trying to be some macho buffoon. But I'm saying, mm-hmm. just keep that in the back of your mind, you piece of shit, harasser, or even worse, abuser or assaulter, that maybe one day some heavyset dipshit's going to jump out behind the bushes and break your fucking legs and laugh about it and remind you why he did that. Yeah. Hey, I, remember, uh, remember Susie Q? Guess what? She's my friend. She says hello. Go fuck yourself. I'm, Have fun in the hospital. I'm re- I'm re- what I would also mention, don't bring up the lady's name because why should they have a target to know where That's it came true. from? No, and I Because if they did it to one person, they've probably done it to other people. Exactly. And let them keep guessing. Exactly. Oh, of all the women you've harassed, 
Which one was that that retaliated? Now they know it's you because you announced it. You got to do stuff quiet, Dave. Yeah, I know. Quiet. But just the anonymity. That's why superheroes wear masks, Dave. And, and, and maybe I'm putting my God damn it. my rage in the wrong basket. But like beyond, yes, the moral. Now somebody's going to go out with a bat and be like, I'm Dave Stone. And they're going to hit somebody with a bat, pour fucking sausage gravy on them, and the proof's going to be there. And you're going to get framed, Dave. You're going to get framed. And the only way you're going to find out is they're going to test the sausage gravy and go, this was not homemade, and it sucks. If it was, And if they, it was good sausage gravy, they'd be like, oh, fucking Dave, now you're behind bars. Would you think first? God damn it, man. You're my friend. I want you free on the streets to fight for the right things. Oh, Fuck. Oh, my God. That's funny. My point is, of course, they should. <laughs> There's cornbread everywhere. It had to be Dave Stone. <laughs> I'm more obviously. I'm more appalled at the fact that they did it to an innocent woman. But I'm also offended by the fact that your fucking dipshit ass thinks you can get away with it. You know, and mm-hmm. if, if the law lets you off, guess what? Louisville Slugger is Stop not. Stop making threats when it's going to be... Th- We're going to have to delete this whole episode because you just incriminated yourself. Say quiet, Dave. Say quiet. You name the name of the bat. Now they know. I'm just saying, I'm telling dumb fucking dudes, and I'm one of them. You're saying I've, again. I've I know what you're a doing. dumb fucking dude, and this, this also pertains to like raising children and, and disciplining children. And I know nowadays you're not supposed to yeah. spank your kids and discipline your kids. But as a dumb little boy, as a former dumb little boy, the only thing that yeah. kept my ass in line as a rambunctious five-year-old yeah. was the threat of my dad coming home. And taking off his belt. And yeah. he didn't abuse me. But yeah, I got spanked a lot. And I deserved it. That was the only thing. Yeah. Hey, we're going to take away your Nintendo. I don't care. We're going to go to your room. I don't care. But if yeah. dad came home and he had that look on his face of like, I ain't fucking playing, then that, okay, I stand at attention. My bad. That's and, the only and thing also, that kept me And also, how much does that inform why women won't speak out? The very threat of some violence happening. Whether it's going to happen or not, the very threat that violence can exist. It's it's like it's like, it, 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 this whole dialogue is about like yeah everybody's been a creep or fucking what you might define as awkward has been creepy to a woman and I know I've done it I know I've done it I had no fucking qual I don't you think what, you've been creepy to women? oh man back when I li- used purpose? to live not on purpose but something that I didn't think was creepy okay fucking stoned out of my mind and fucked up and kind of like making out with a girl or something like. Oh, let's drive around and make out. Like, oh, let's go to the place where we would go smoke pot behind the warehouses because that's where the cops can't find us because I just don't want to get caught by anybody. But meanwhile, I'm driving a woman to this secluded location. Not that I'm going to do it. I'm thinking, thinking, oh, no, we're both on board, right? Here we can make out, and maybe if we want to be naked together, we can. And I was like, 100% but no, then the girl's like, yeah, this is like a weird place. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. My bad. I was in a totally, I was just in a like, Okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Nothing went beyond it, but it's like, looking back, I'm like, oh, God, what a fucking horrible thing. Just being stoned, like, hey, we, we just want to fool around, right? Let's go to a fucking secluded location, which is totally a, just a rapey spot. And in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, we're going to go fuck around. Maybe, like, I'm going to see boobs. And then realizing that, like, oh, yeah, I'm in a place where nobody can hear or see what we're doing. Mm. I was a dipshit, stone-drunk kid that didn't have the foresight or the wisdom to put myself in a woman's shoes and realize how creepy that was. True. Because I didn't have the wherewithal or the worldliness to think of being in that other person's shoes. And you don't gain that sometimes except for 
years of you know experience and being in the world and just growing as an adult and the uh, the safety sense that a woman probably has to have uh, it, I'm sure that develops uh, infinitely sooner in a woman than it does in a man and a and a fucking horny dude who's just like oh let's go behind some warehouses and take her clothes off see what happens you know and, and then that may have happened because. Uh, you know, different guy. I remember, like different gal I dated. Like, yeah, let's go fucking, let's go fool around behind the warehouses so we don't get stopped by the cops or where your friends know your car and are going to drive by and Let fuck her with you. That. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, we're just driving around. That's what you did in the suburbs when everybody lived with their parents anyway. You just drove around. We could park parking. It was like make out point was like in the old timey movies. It was just our make out point was behind a fucking, you know. Washer manufacturer <laughs> that didn't put in security cameras yet. So yeah, I fucking know. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just appalled at the nerve and the gall of some of these assholes. That a the fact that you would even do it, and b that you think it's okay, and c you think you're going to get away with it. Well, Fuck you. I cannot. <clears throat> Any ladies? Unlike need some. Unlike freelance vigilante work done. Stop nope. incriminating yourself, Just Dave. Want to fucking crack someone's kneecap. Who deserves it? Well, then we'll go to Four Wheel Parts in Van Nuys after this. And if they don't <laughs> fucking fix my Jeep, you can be my knight in shining armor, Dave. <laughs> and it's not that. It's not. I, I'm not. I don't need to be the knight in shining armor. I just. Can't stand shitheads getting away with shit. I, I just think of Rodney Dangerfield. That's the thing. I, I, I read the Rodney Dangerfield autobiography. I'm like, Rodney Dangerfield, he's great. And then you read him like, oh, man, some of these parts are like, you guys were all fucking creeps at some point. Yeah. But I just think about him and back to school. He's like, me? Oh, no, I don't get upset. No, when I get upset, Lou does something about it. And he goes, the guy who just crushes the napkin holder. I want to go into four-wheel parts. like, no, no, I mean, I'm not mad. I mean, when I get mad. Dave handles it, and you're just breaking every headlight in the parking lot right now. <laughs> Although those guys are all like fucking psychos. They probably all have guns. Anyway, it's uh, 50 minutes in. What, what did you want to talk about? Let's get into it. It's, we're, not, we're on no timeline. What did you, what, too what's, stingy with the time. I'm trying to be economical. Yeah. What is it? What are we talking about? Well, I figured, you know, we're approaching Halloween. Let's get into some spooky, scary, weird monster shit. You know, okay. You know about the Flatwoods Monster? No. <laughs> Let me tell you about the Flatwoods Monster, Kyle. I'm sure you've seen a picture of it. Really? Uh, there's there's these pictures floating around, like when you I'll look it up. Aliens and stuff. September twelfth, nineteen fifty two, Flatwoods, West Virginia. This is the this is the one you have a lot of info on. I have a lot. Do of you info want to fucking shit the bed on the last eight minutes of the podcast? Or you must save it for the next one. Let's just do it. Come on. Oh, well, because we can get. Oh, we can get two episodes done today. Oh, I'm maybe you know, maybe maybe the listeners deserve a nice robust episode instead of us trying to. Well, who cut deserves corners? shit? We didn't cut corners. We got real today, Dave. We got real. <laughs> I say we get into it. It won't take that long. Uh, it should take long though. You researched this one, Dave. Yeah, but it's you know, it's just one. It's just one story. This is the picture of the flat. This looks like a pepper shaker <laughs> that somebody glued roach arms onto. All right, I'm going to tell you the story. West Virginia, Wood. get the this is fucking some pillhead saw this fucking September 12, 1952, Flatwoods, West Virginia. Um, same general time, same general vicinity as another famous West Virginia cryptid. Old cousin to Chicago yep, Mothman, yep. or uncle to the Chicago Mothman, the original, the OG Mothman. Uh, same general time, same general uh, vicinity. Anyway, 
Two brothers, Edward, Edward May, 13 years old, Fred May, 12 years old. They're playing in their school, their school's uh, little little yard there, near their, near their school that they went to. 7 p.m. on a Friday night, September 12th. They're hanging out also with their buddy Tommy Heyer. He's age 10. When all three boys, they see what they described as a giant red fireball streak across the sky and land on a nearby hilltop. Yeah. So one would obviously think that maybe that's some sort of meteor or something like that, but they see this fiery ball go uh, right above their heads and land on a nearby hilltop. The hilltop was located in a pasture uh, owned by a local farmer named G. Bailey Fisher. The boys freak out. They ran back to the May's house. They alerted Mama May, Kathleen May. Uh, she rounded up. She rounded up some other children who were in the house. A couple of her own, a couple of some friends. So uh, her and six of these boys, a uh, total of seven people, they go back to investigate this weird fireball. The group traveled about a quarter mile up toward the hill, where they saw a large pulsating ball of light. And just to the left of this large ball of light, they saw what they thought originally was a pair of glowing red eyes. All right. That was a characteristic of the Mothman. Uh, some members of the group initially thought the red eyes were those of a possum or a raccoon. And uh, this one boy, a 17-year-old dude in, in the group, he was actually a West Virginia National Guardsman. I forgot his name. But he had a flashlight. He shined a flashlight on this set of eyes, and they were terrified to discover that the red eyes did not belong to a possum or a raccoon. But a 10 to 12 foot tall monster with a red face and a green body that appeared to be glowing. So think about that shit. Okay. This group of roughhouse boys go out there with, uh, with, with one of them's mom and they see this 10 to 12 foot tall monster, red face, glowing green body. The monster was later described as a towering man like figure with a circular red face surrounded by uh, a pointed hood like shape. Similar to an ace of spades. You see in that picture, the, the head kind of looks like an yeah. ace of spades. Like so they didn't that. even say it looked like a spade, but like an ace of spades. <laughs> the ace of spades. The ace of spades. Uh, any sp- ace it, of spades. It would have looked like any spade. That's but true. But they said ace of spades. Yeah, maybe I'm, because it was black. I'm already out. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now, that's, now we're going to get. No, no. In the ace of spades, the black one? But like there's oh because okay. fuck no 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 seriously I don't know cards are <laughs> some of the space do you red? know do you know racial epithets I know that but that's not what I'm referring to seriously even when you don't want to bury yourself no no I'm being serious it, you want to, do you need a spade to help dig this hole Dave no. <laughs> are some of the spades red I don't know cards. <laughs> This is fucking. This is rich. <laughs> I don't know cards. Are there other spades than the ace of spades? No, but there's. Is there only the spades. ace of spades? I'm being serious. No, spade is the fucking shape. Shape. But and is the, there? They're always black cards. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I know, but when it but just came out funny. I understand. I did. It wasn't a race. And it's also a shovel, uh, which means you could... that one up to stupidity. Not, it, no, not, not stupid. No, no, it just... You didn't, but... Also, you know what I hate? I, you know what I don't like about myself mm-hmm. is that I somehow remember old-timey racial epithets. Hmm. <clears throat> like I did a joke about trying to say the word... Uh, uh, I, I forget my own joke, but the whole thing is like the old old timey racial term, like spook, is a is a mm-hmm. term for black people. Mm-hmm. And I was do- doing a joke 
I think it's the last bit, but just by saying spooktacular hmm. about Halloween is racist. Uh-huh. So you brought that up mm. on purpose. Yeah, but uh-huh. I mean, it was a joke. Yeah, okay. But I then know. I... Do I have to do the joke to prove to why so. it's funny? Yeah, yeah, you should. I was just like, I was like, I, like Halloween's my favorite holiday, but sometimes I celebrate it too early. And I know you're saying you probably can't celebrate Halloween too early. I was like, try saying spooktacular in August, and people don't think you're talking about Halloween. They think you're just a, you just sound like a gay person commenting on a civil rights march. That's the joke. That's the whole joke. Huh. It's a good joke. I stand by it. But then people <laughs> people wouldn't laugh and I'm like, oh, is it a bad joke? But then I realized like, oh, nobody realizes that that's a, a terrible racial term. I, yeah, okay. I was doing a fucking edgelord thing by trying to make a joke about spooks. And, but spade is also one. And it's also a terrible thing. And that's why I was laughing because I was that, that, that was. But now it's on me for only knowing old timey racial yeah, terms. It's true. That should say something though. Are there new racial terms? I'm sure there are. Really? Listen, like, let's look at tiny victories here. Uh-huh. What if there's no new uh, racist words for black people? It's not a lot. It's not much. Mm-hmm. But that says something that nobody's come up with new ones where people are like, yeah, let's call them that. They'd be like, no, you shouldn't say that ever. Hmm. It's not doing much. Yeah. I don't think we should talk about this. Really? Yeah. I'm looking at it as a positive. Okay. That nobody's coming up with a new racist. <laughs> that that if nobody's coming up with a new racist term for people, uh-huh. that's like grabbing hold with the populace. True, it's hardly true. I the racism still exists and is rampant and is disgusting. But at the very but least, look at one thing where like enough people are like, well, we're not going to come up with any new terms. Hmm. That's true. I feel the same mm-hmm. thing about street jokes. There's never been any new like bar jokes, street jokes. That's yeah. What's a new like? I mean, they're all the ones I know seem to have been around at least fifty years, if not more. Is anybody doing the thi- like? Well, is that a, is that a sense that comedy has ran its course as far as what's accessible? Like, no, oh, let I me think, get this like this one hundred and one jokes. I think that all those jokes were written in a time where people needed something to talk about and joke about and pass the time. Whereas now, yeah. Or like an old timey, take my wife, please type thing. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what it is? There's no street jokes, but it's what becomes, excuse me, what becomes a meme or what, or what gets incorporated. That's the new street. joke. So obviously the street joke was was originated somewhere and gets in the lexicon but it gets that way because of a meme or because of what people take up i've had a couple of mine pop up some places really yeah I've, i think the one the one where i was like the of the first record where it was like what you know if i get an animal if i get a pet from an animal shelter i'm a hero but if i get my new girlfriend from a women's shelter didn't somebody rip that off it turned into like some it turned into a meme yeah. There's like a Joker meme. Uh-huh. And I was kind of like, all right. You know, I, I don't – as long as nobody thinks I took a meme and did it live. True. That's the only risk. But I, I think I'm pretty – Well, you can't help that. You can't I don't think any comedian's like, oh, I'm going to do that meme. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to do that meme. Got some new memes I want to work out. We do, this is a two-part episode. No, right it's now, not. Dude. I can it's wrap a two-part episode. No, it's, don't wrap it's, it up. Give it you. You research no, this, I Dave. Know, but I'm saying you'll see that it's it's just a thing that happened, and there's not a lot. Beyond. It's an owl. All right. 
alert. I looked it up. It's, it's an owl. It's an owl. No, look at the fucking... We'll look, see. Look at Let this. me finish the story. All right. All right. Okay. Okay, so... They see this 10 to 12 foot monster. This artist's impression looks like somebody fell asleep watching Doctor Who. <laughs> Kathleen May, the mom, later stated that the monster had two terrible claws instead of arms, and its lower half was covered in some sort of long pleated black skirt. It looked like she was wearing, this thing was wearing like a long black pleated mm. skirt. Witnesses also reported that the creature omitted an overpowering odor that burned the nostrils and made a few of the people sick. Some even fainted on sight. All right, so they, the, the ones that fainted, they, they gather them up. Everybody gets up. Mama May, uh, she grabs all the kids. They all run back to the May house where Mom called the local sheriff, who later showed up to investigate and reported that he saw and heard and smelled nothing. Months after the incident, this couple, William and Donna Smith, uh, who were members of a civilian flying saucer investigation group based out of Los Angeles... <laughs> They civilian flying saucer investigation yeah, yeah. group. They started doing their own investigations. <laughs> they found several other eyewitnesses in the surrounding area who had similar experiences a week prior to the Flatwoods incident, including a mother and her 21-year-old daughter who encountered a similar monster with the same appearance and odor, but they decided not to report it at the time. Also, the local head of the Board of Education reported to the mm-hmm. Smiths that he witnessed a UFO take off from a nearby field at 6.30 a.m. on September 13th, the morning after the incident. And, uh, so the leader of the Board of Education saw a UFO. Yeah, so several people saw this thing. Uh, so, yeah, and nobody really knows what it is. There's, not, there's almost no physical evidence. Uh, one uh, investigator, uh, this guy who won the newspaper, he came out the next morning. He found uh, a set of skid marks... And some like uh, like oily black goo tar shit on the ground, and he thought initially, "Oh shit, there's a UFO." Skid marks. Who, who was this? Thought that the, the guy who owned the local newspaper. He came out the next morning to investigate the story. <clears throat> it was later found that somebody else had come out to investigate and had a uh, an old pickup truck, and that caused the. Skid and marks. one guy thought that the UFO. Yeah. Might have showed up on yeah, the yeah. on the BF Goodrich tires exactly. So, like an old rat fink. Now, hot rod UFO. Other people have written books did about a this. Sweet thing. burnout. <laughs> Said shaka bras, and then peeled out. Then neutral dropped his flying saucer out of there. <laughs> oh no, we got a trans leak up in the third quatar. Other people have written books about this incident, and somehow throughout the years. The description of this uh, this monster has kind of morphed into several people have described it as like a, like a lizard, a reptilian inside of some sort of metal metal armor. All right. So, but <clears throat> reports of the original incident, everybody's like, no, I don't know how it got from this to that. So, and an, a theory is like you said, some people think it was a, a, a barn owl. Uh, perched on a on a tree branch because if you look at the drawing that several people several of the witnesses uh, made crude drawings of this thing that uh, the mm-hmm. face could be you know if you if you put an owl right next to it it lines up as far as the height off the ground and just the shape of the face and the red eyes yeah around. so anyway they have they used to have festivals every year uh, it's kind of their local claim to fame 
up in Flatwoods, West Virginia. But uh, who knows? I mean, you know, there's this gas, this noxious gas, this this fiery ball of light, what? this crazy <clears throat> reptoid alien thing. Who knows if it was legit or not? When was West Virginia Mothman? Do you know offhand? I want to say 55, but I'm probably wrong. 66. 66. I was close. Th- this was 52, <laughs> though. Yeah. 66. Why so I wasn't. So I was wondering if like this was some sort of like chamber of commerce. Like I bet. Do you like? There's. I want to look up that. I want to find out. Like play like clearly fictionalized accounts just to boost local revenue. I'm sure that happens. But this is bef- This is before it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Well, uh, you know what? But you know, who knows. So but we got we got a local lore, and oh, the only people that saw the only people that saw it were Ed and Fred. No, their kids' names were Ed and Fred. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> they were fucking. the only people. Seven people saw it. It was Ed, Fred, his buddy Tommy, <laughs> three other boys, and and Ed and Fred's mom, Kathleen. Seven people saw this thing. Ken. And throughout the years, their descriptions have kind of wavered, and, and there's been contradictions. And yeah, some people say some of the seven said they saw the ball of light. Some said there was no ball of light. Some people said that it had the little weird claw hands. Some people said it had no arms or hands. So who the hell knows? But it makes for interesting folklore. I mean, hey, good for them for having a tail. <laughs> but just because every yeah, it's Flatwoods monster. All it's, right, it's well, good, uh, it's a good Monster Quest episode. Uh, I've talked about my love of that old show, Monster Quest. I like Monster. Every time I watch it, I'm like I can't. Like it's always it's like the same thing. Like this, I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I wish the shows would just be like, well, this isn't real. Yeah, but instead they're like, oh, what was that? Oh, did you see that? Like, stop drumming up shit. I would love a monster show where it's like, nope. Uh, again, no dice. Yeah. Well, maybe that's where we come in. Boogie Monster, no dice. Boogie Monster TV show. We need to make that shit happen. Well, you want to give the people I got a fucking nice flat, flat, Flatwoods Monster. I mean, it's an interesting story. I'm not saying I believe that it happened, but uh, as yeah. with most of our topics, maybe. All right. Good. All right. Well, you know what? We didn't give this one a lot of do because we got caught up in other stuff. Maybe we'll revisit it. Yeah, we might revisit it. What do you want to – okay. What's – Dave, what's the recipe? Ooh, I got a nice one today. Stop looking at the clock. I'm not looking at the clock. I'm looking at it blinking on and off. Where you got to be? Got to go yell at some four-by-four mechanics? I got to go fucking dick around out there. That's it. I thought I could follow that up with like with actual examples of my dicking around, but nah, I'm just gonna go dick around out there. Oh man, we're finally getting a little nip in the air here, even in Los Angeles. It's it fall. It was ninety degrees I love yesterday. Fall. It, last week it was there was it was nippy. It's fall. I love it's, fall. It, Fall's my favorite time. The whole state's on fire. October. <laughs> 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 uh, sorry to take the piss out of you on this uh, one. <laughs> I do love fall. Either. Okay, sure. Somewhere it's the fire. It's always autumn somewhere. Oh, October's my favorite month just because I like fall. <clears throat> oh, right smack dab in the postseason baseball. Postseason baseball. Ha- Halloween y, but not uh, all Christmassy shit. Yeah. Yet. Oh, I love, I love October. I love fall. So, anyway, I got kind of a fall recipe for you. 
All right, and this is not mm-hmm. my recipe. This is the first time we've got to break a new ground here on the Boogie Monster. I'm borrowing a recipe from one of my uh, culinary mentors, one of my uh, dear friends, and former comic of the week, <laughs> Atlanta's own Paul Galois. Oh, we we enjoyed Paul's feasts in Atlanta. Oh, my God, yeah, Paul cooks it up. Paul is the uh, head chef slash kitchen manager at the Albert in Atlanta. If you're ever in Atlanta, you must check out the Albert. Just high-end, amazing bar food, wings, smoked wings, burgers, all kinds of great shit. That burger was goddamn great. Oh, yeah, man. burgers and the, wings when we were there. The diner burger. Yeah, we had the diner burger and the smoked wings. Oh, change your life. Hell, yeah. Anyway, Paul is a is an absolute beast in the kitchen. And uh, the cool thing with his gig there, you know, it's, it's kind of a mom-and-pop joint. It's not some big corporate thing. So they kind of give him free reign to just, hey, do specials. You know, make, make something and, you know, just do it for a week, whatever. So when I was there a couple weeks ago, uh, one of the specials was a carrot ginger soup. Okay. Carrot ginger soup. And it was phenomenal. And I, I, I had two bowls of it, and I said, Paul, i got to have this recipe. He gave me the recipe. I have since made it uh, myself. Two bowls of soup. And, uh, oh, boy, yeah, yeah. Like in one sitting? Yeah, in one sitting. I, I doubled down on the soup. I love the idea of like, getting another round of soup. Another round of soup for me and my friends. <laughs> uh, but he gave me the recipe. I made it, and, oh, boy, it's, it's pretty easy to make, and it is, it is a humdinger. Here's what we need. All right, list of ingredients. Half pound of butter, one onion, two stalks of celery, Eight carrots. We need a quarter cup of minced garlic. One cup of fresh ginger. Need uh, a little little pinch of red pepper flakes. This is where it gets kind of weird. You need two and a half cans, or, or about thirty ounces of ginger ale. Get you two and a half can, two and a half three cans of ginger okay. ale. One cup heavy cream. Two ounces of sour cream. All right. And here's what we're going to do with all that. Pretty simple. Sounds intimidating, but it's really it's pretty easy. All right. Melt your butter. Take all that butter, throw it in. That'll melt your butter. Melt that shit. Throw in your onions. You want to dice that one onion. Uh, it doesn't really matter. All this stuff, When I, when you'll, you'll soon learn what I'm talking about. Don't worry about the dicing and the chopping too much. You just want a rough dice or rough chop because later we're going to puree all this shit. So melt your butter. Throw in uh, a whole diced onion. Uh, throw in the two stalks of celery. Chop that up. Uh, your carrots, give that a rough chop, your garlic, your ginger, your red pepper flakes. So throw all that in the pan with the melted butter. Uh, let that cook on low heat for about 25 to 30 minutes until those vegetables become limp and soft. Once you get to that point, after about 25, 30 minutes, add the ginger ale to the, to the pot. Bring it to a boil, and then as soon as it starts to boil, bring it back down to a simmer. Throw in a pinch of salt. Let that simmer now for another 30 minutes. And uh, towards the end of that, after 30 minutes, you want to squirt a little bit of sriracha in there. Give it a little, little, just a little like bit a of little, kick. Like a little heat. And then the final uh, step is uh, once you've done that, take everything and throw it in a blender. Puree the shit out of that thing. Just get it nice and smooth. Smooth. Uh, nice and smooth. Sure. And then once you've done that, then add the heavy cream and the sour cream. Blend it again. And then your very final step, once everything's been completely blended, uh, get you a, what do they call that, a chinois? Um, it's like a little little strainer thing 
like a little um, – it's kind of like a colander, mm-hmm. but even smaller, like uh, any type of mesh a strainer. tiny colander. Yeah, yeah like a t- tiny colander, but some sort of mesh. It, it looks kind of like a colander, but I believe they call it a chinois. Uh, but any type of mesh thing would work. You just want to uh, strain that soup through the through the mesh just to get all – You know, if we're going for like really smooth consistency here. Yeah, so right. in case the, the blender you know, left a couple of little strands of carrot or celery or whatever – String. You don't have to do that, but uh, that would be the final Get step. Get the bullshit out of it. And then, boom, you got you a nice carrot ginger soup. Maybe uh, as a garnish, you could throw in a little cilantro, maybe a little uh, diced green onion. But, uh, man, I love a good uh, – I like a good soup. Nice. And this is just a real smooth, silky soup. There's no chunks of anything. There's no meat, no nothing. Uh, people have been asking about vegetarian recipes. Not not necessarily vegan, what with the cream and all, but uh, definitely a vegetarian recipe here. And there you go. Thank you to Paul Galois, head chef at the uh, the Albert and former comic of the week. Look up his album too, uh, Man of Flavor. Yes, Man of Flavor. An apropos title. Yeah, Man of Flavor, and dude's a comedic and a culinary beast. So, uh, and I have eaten and made this recipe, and boy howdy, it's a doozy. What's what's your opinion on Parmesan cheese on soups? I don't mind it. Yeah, I, anytime's a good time. Once if I'm in an Italian restaurant, they give me soup and like Parmesan cheese. I'm like, yeah, parm yeah. the fuck out of I it. I can't think of many things where that would that Parmesan would make it worse. Okay, why I not? Mean, it'd be sacrilegious to the yeah. carrot yeah. ginger soup. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if I would go out of my way to put it, but if, if somebody <laughs> knocked a little bit in there, I wouldn't. This is it. a wrong way to think. But when a soup doesn't have any chunks in it, I'm like, what am I doing? I get it. You know what I'm I, saying? I, I, totally I know I'm wrong, but you know what I'm saying? It's like I totally get it. I'm just having a hot drink. I'm eating with a spoon. But this is it well, think of it as as a as a flavor explosion. You know, you're not we're not trying to go for think of everything as a flavor explosion. For hearty explosion. consistency, chewing, but just think of it as like now, I, I totally – I feel that way when I go to a Japanese restaurant or whatever and I just have like the little broth. Yeah, is this a food or a drink? Broth I, I the miso soup, and you don't eat. They don't give you a spoon. You eat it like it's just a big cup. Yeah, that you drink I'm it rather. This, I think, it's it's so flavorful. It's so on a different level as far as the uh, the smoothness and, and the flavor and the spices that I don't feel that way. But yeah, a brothy, just a just a cup full of broth, wasting my time. Just hot water with a little bit of green onion in it. Get that out of here. Right, but this is not that. Enough. This is this is a good time. Carrot ginger soup, courtesy of Paul Gawa. So there we go. Uh, real quick, comic of the week. Uh, your buddy, who we mentioned last week, <coughs> yeah, at gonna... the time didn't even realize he has a. a well, not a. We plugged his movie on Hulu. Yeah, but he did just have a new record come out. Yes, he did. Or, or well, okay, I got he's got an old there. record uh, that he put out uh, back in uh, 2013 called uh, "The Worst Is Over." And then uh, back in September, he put out his, I guess, his second one. Uh, Ray Harrington is who we're talking yeah. about. Overwhelmed is the new album. Ray Harrington, who you worked with. Yeah, I worked with him in Providence. I've worked with him before. He's awesome. He's got the movie uh, How to Be a Man on Hulu. And uh, a guy who, and I, and I say this in the best, in a, in a complimentary way, uh, can throw me under the bus as a feature. Hmm. And I don't mean that as an insult. Yeah. Like not they're like don't. like a guy that goes up there and fucking pummels the audience, and then do, like and can do crowd work where it's like no matter how rough or shitty you are, like can just has them. Mm-hmm. And that that that's like me watching going like, thank God, yes, now I got to go earn my money after yeah. this. I got to go work after this. Yeah. And I say that with nothing but admiration for Ray Harrington. No, so that's what every feature should be doing. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, if you're a feature, you should try and bury the headliner as a good comic. As a good comic. Not as tricks and not as just being dirty or being shitty. Or trying to take <clears throat> over the show. Yeah. Or it's not, not your <clears throat> show. You're setting up the headliner. But <clears throat> with your act, with your jokes, bury it. I, I did work with one guy once who's closing, but as a feature was to be shirtless with sparklers. And it was kind of like. No, that's too far. Um. All right. Maybe save that for when you're doing an hour. Yeah. It was the same week that I'd also thrown my back out, so I was like real. This was like seven years ago, but I was in real bad shape. And then this guy was closing the show with like topless with sparklers, and I was like, "Well, fuck me." Yeah. Anyway, Ray Harrington, ginger carrot soup. Don't be dicks to ladies. Flatwoods monsters fake. This is the boogie monster. Uh. Patreon.com slash Boogie Monster, four bucks a month. You get the uh, Dave's Kitchen and the Q&A bonus episode. Dave Stone Comedy on Twitter. Boogie Monster. Cal Canane is not on Twitter anymore. He, he I'm on there, <laughs> but I ain't looking at it. Give us your money, you fucking slouches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. The Boogie Monster. Boogie Monster.